Group here at Secure IT 360, coming at you with a new episode of the Cyber Threat Perspective. Today, we've got Tyler and Darius on the podcast today to uh, talk about sharpening your sword as a pen tester or, uh, you know, honing your skills, honing your craft, uh, becoming a master, uh, becoming a ninja, hacker, elite, you know, warrior, cyber warrior, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, so Darius, Tyler, uh, excited to be here again. <laughs> oh yeah. Always, always. Awesome. So we don't really have, uh, an agenda for this. I think it was just kind of, we just kind of wanted to have an open discussion about some of the stuff that we're doing on a day to day, week by week, year by year basis to kind of sharpen our skills as pen testers, um, to kind of improve our craft, become more valuable to our company, to our clients, uh, to get better at doing this thing called pen testing. Um, so I kind of think about this in a couple ways. Um, one is, you know, the technical aspects. Uh, and then the other is kind of the uh, conversational, emotional intelligence, kind of like soft skills, if you will, side of things. Um, so for me, uh, I come from an IT background, right? I come from help desk and systems administration. Um, I used to build my own computers as a kid and all that. So I, you know, coming into pen testing, had a lot of technical skills already. I was very familiar with the technical aspects of it. Um, that being said, I still spend quite a bit of time on the technical aspects of pen testing, right? I'm currently going through the CRTO course right now, which is highly technical, um, you know, you use Cobalt Strike and it's red teaming in Active Directory. So there's a lot of technical components there. Um, but something I think is interesting, maybe we just have a dialogue about, is kind of technical skills, soft skills, um, you know, how we kind of are, are keeping up to date day to day, especially with pen testing. There's new techniques, there's new vulnerabilities, zero days, there's new everything. You know, it seems like every week, there's some new technique. There's some new tool that is, is doing something. Um, so maybe just open floor. What do you guys think? Just high level in terms of you know, how do you how do you stay sharp just at a high level? And then maybe we'll dig into some of the specifics. Yeah. So I think one of the biggest things we do as a company that helps us stay sharp is our research and development weeks, where we just get free time to dedicate towards whatever we want to do, projects that we want to focus on, uh, training that we want to do, anything like that. Um, just very broad. I think it's impossible to sharpen your sword um, purely during your work hours. Um, so having dedicated work hours just towards, you know, that research and development of, you know, the cutting edge, the new, um, is super pivotal. Yeah, for sure. And like you were saying, having dedicated time for that, um, you know, that's, that's allowed throughout the week is super cool because, you know, you're, you, we're all doing pen tests week after week after week, and you kind of get into this cycle, right. Of just going through the motions Right. And unless you have that time to kind of break up that cycle, you're ingrained in that thinking of just doing everything the same way you've been doing it. Um, and so it's super helpful to have that time to kind of take a step back, to breathe, to kind of think clearly, think outside the box as we all like to, to do. Um, so that, it, that is very valuable. Um, and something I, I think we just started doing just, you know, not too long ago, but it's something that I think has helped us quite tremendously. 
I can agree with all that. And I know for me, uh, I'm going to try not to ramble, but I kind of break it down into a couple of different sections, a couple of different things for me. Uh, so first off, I'll say is, you know, you have to be passionate about you know what you do um, because that's the, you know, with IT and InfoSec as a whole, it's one of those things where the moment you start, you stop learning, it's the moment where, okay, you're, you're pretty much guaranteeing you're going to be obsolete and not as marketable. So it's not a thing to where you can just, I think, especially when I see people like, oh, I'm trying to break into this industry. It's not a thing of just get these certs, learn how to do these things, and you're set for the rest of your career. It doesn't work that way. Uh, it's a, You're going to have to continuously grow and learn and accept the fact that the thing that you may specialize in now that you know very, very well, it's awesome. You know it. It's going to evolve. It's going to change. And you should, you should just accept that up front. So, you know, for me, um, as far as sharpening your swords, I think it comes down, at least currently, to a lot of it is training, um, whether it's formal or informal training. Um, I would also say, you know, keeping up with new tools and techniques and things of that nature. And there's several ways to do that. Uh, I think it's also about, you know, joining communities. I think that's one thing that I'm recently more so trying to focus on because there's only so much you can do on your own. Uh, Being a part of a broader community really help, you know, keep your sword sharpened. Um, and the last thing I'll say is um, for me, if you're especially if you're a person like me, I love to read articles. I love seeing things from a conceptual level, but what always helps me best is getting my hands dirty. And so every time I yep. look at something, I'm always like, okay, this is awesome. This is really cool. Let me say this, let me dedicate time, whether it's, okay, if I'm trying, I'm going to build the thing. Or I'm going to, you know, actually do and test out the tool or technique. Uh, I think that's like yeah. super important. Yeah, staying curious, right? Is you know, you see something online, you see something on Twitter, you know, you go to GitHub, you clone the tool, you install it, you run it, you play with it. Um, and part of that, you know, is you know, for me, doing you know, primarily internal pen tester, assume breach, red teaming, that kind of stuff. Having a Windows lab is a really pivotal. Uh, thing for that so much so that we were talking earlier is like we should we should write up uh, some videos or blogs about you know like creating your own lab or something like that um, or how to create your own lab and stuff like that there are a ton of resources online so if you're curious about making a lab for you know pin testing um, there's tons of resources you can you know find on YouTube and stuff like that but for me personally I have a laptop where you know it's got like a gajillion gigs of RAM and like seven terabytes of of disk space. Um, so I have like, you know, 400 VMs. Um, not really. I have like 10, but you know, I, I create an active directory domain, a couple DCs, a server, an AD certificate services, a box, you know, a couple workstations, and then, you know, you're good to go. And you can really, uh, with just a few VMs, a few machines, like a DC, a web server, a workstation, you can emulate, like 80% of the active directory attack paths that you'll typically see on a pen test uh, on an internal pen test with just a few machines. Um, and you can do it all for free with VirtualBox. Um, you can get VMware or whatever you want. Um, but that's something that's been pivotal to me is taking a tool that I see, running it in my lab, playing around with it, looking at the code, you know, modifying the code, uh, making it do something else that I want that it doesn't already do. Um, there's really a ton of great learning in that. And, you know, it's just doing something over the weekend where I wanted this tool to scan for, 
you know, local admin rights. You know, me as a, as a regular user, I want to see where are my local admin? Um, so with a combination of tools, I kind of hodgepodge a few things together and wrote, you know, my own tool to do that. I, I learned C sharp along the way. I learned a little bit about SMB and like network protocols and stuff like that. Um, that can be a really good way to sharpen your skills. Uh, it shows initiative, you know, it shows that you're, you're passionate about it. Um, and then if you want to write about it, make videos or whatever, you know, go the extra mile that way. Um, it can show that, you know, you're really taking this stuff to heart and you're really passionate about it. Um, and people like that. I think people share in the energy of that, right? Um, case in point is why John Hammond has 500 million, you know, subscribers on YouTube because he's a very passionate guy. He talks about stuff that he's passionate about. Um, even if it's silly or basic or whatever, um, people enjoy that kind of thing. Um, so, so I also yeah. say, I think you hit the nail on the head a little bit. I think there's levels to it as well. Um, I remember when I was just kind of just starting out in my career and, um, you know, when you're just now starting out, there's a whole, there's like a million different things. Yeah. Um, they can be a lot to, to kind of narrow down and focus on. And, you know, I know a lot of the questions I had, it's like, well, what should I do? You know, should I be a generalist? Should I go ahead and just specialize in this one thing? And so I do think there are levels to it as you progress your career to where, you know, when you're at the beginning, I think you're very much, you know, as far as the knowledge that you want to focus on getting is you want to be a sponge and to build up that foundation as much as possible, because this, the more solid of a foundation you have, when you get to that next level, that's what's really, I feel like going to, to set you apart and what helps, you know, propel you um, yep. further. So, you know, to your, to your point of, you know, eventually I think you do get to the point where it's like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I have this tool, but it doesn't do everything I need it to do. Therefore, I'm going to modify it in some way. Or it might just be as simple as, hey, there are these two tools I use, and I'm going to figure out a way to pipe them together so that way it you know streamlines processes yeah. and things of that nature. I think all of that are great ways. I think automation really is a great way yep. to, um, to kind of sharpen your skill set. And it's also a great way to build up a foundation. I know for me personally, everybody, if you've worked with me before, if I'm in a meeting and we have a problem, the first thing my mind is going to go to is how can we automate it? Oh, um, I thought you were going to say PowerShell. Oh, that's, that's where my <laughs> well, mind goes. Well, no, it, so PowerShell, yes, is how are we going to automate it? And at the beginning of my career, oh, I was automating everything with PowerShell. And I, and but I think that like that is what helped me not only learn PowerShell as well as I know it, but it also forced me to learn you know other systems and other yeah. and, and you know other things as well, so that I could use PowerShell. To manipulate them or to manage them. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think that's a yeah, automation. That's a that's an easy way. If you're like kind of at the beginning levels of your career, um, and you're trying to grow and build, I think automation is the way to go. Find that annoying process, manual process that everybody hates. Automate yep. it. You'll you'll learn a lot from it, and then everybody will be like, "Wow, thanks for improving this process." Yeah. Yep. Some something you said that I wanted to uh, build on was you know just. Knowing where you're at with your skills, uh, I think it's very important to kind of inventory your skills as a whole so you know where to go and what to focus on. Um, I feel like pen testing in general can be a very stressful field because of all the different paths that you can take and all the different skills that your job requires of you sometimes. Um, but I feel like it's very important to take an inventory of where you're at, not just with your technical skills, but with uh, Spencer, where you said your soft skills, because, you know, if you can do all types of pen testing, you're a super technical dude, but you can't, you know, talk to 
a client and, you know, reciprocate your knowledge to them, then you're not providing the benefit that somebody with mid-tier knowledge, but they can reciprocate everything that they know to that client can. So, you know, kind of just knowing where you're at and where you need to be and then uh, focusing your efforts on, you know, what you want to hone next, whether it be, you know, I need to get better at uh, presenting these reports to clients or, you know, there's a different realm of pen testing or just in general, something that yeah. I want to focus on there. So, yeah. And it's super meta that you say that, right? Because like the whole concept of this podcast or like part of the concept of the podcast, right, is to get better at speaking, to get better at communicating and, and conveying ideas and articulating things that are, you know, somewhat technical to a lesser technical audience or conveying things that are not technical to a technical audience, right? And vice versa. So um, it's very meta, um, but also uh, very important, right? If you have the skills to communicate and you have the technical skills to like really get in nitty gritty and solve problems and automate and stuff like that, that's a very uh, highly sought after skill set, right? It's very, very sought after to be a good communicator and also be, you know, very well versed at your craft or whatever that thing is. Um, so very valuable to to have just personally and be able to communicate in that way um, and, and rewarding professionally as well. So one thing I want to toss out you all's way uh, is how do you all handle focus? Because to your point, you know, there are there are a million things that you can focus on sure. to cover. Um, and, you know, ultimately, no singular person is an expert on everything. Yeah. But, you know, so how do you how do you all handle your focus in terms of, you know, it's like, oh, man, there's just one thing I want to learn. Start <laughs> down that path. And then it's like, oh, but, ooh, look, another shiny thing. And, you know, you go down that path. So really curious to see how hold, you all handle Hold on. Let me bring up my Chrome tabs. Oh, yeah, I have like 90, <laughs> like 96 Chrome tabs on my phone and then like, you know, another hundred on my computer. Right. I just bookmark it all. And then eventually, you know, you get to it sometime. But um, no, like. That's a really good point, right? Because th- things are so uh, move. It seems like they're moving so fast, and, and things are changing so much. Uh, and while the more things change, the more things stay the same. You know, we're rehashing old techniques uh, and using them as new again. But for me personally, I just kind of gravitate what to or towards what's interesting. So for me, it's like if it's Windows related, Active Directory or Windows internals, um, you know, malware development, you know red teaming, that kind of stuff. That's like my core focus right now. So if it's like something that I'm interested in, I just either, you know, bookmark it in my phone and save it um, for a later date. Or, you know, if I have time and I'm like looking at it right now, I just dig into it right now kind of thing. Um, The other way that I kind of orient my focus is, you know, through the engagements that we do. So if I have a problem that I need to solve, right? Like if I am trying to bypass an EDR or if I'm trying to write a script to, you know, look for sensitive files on a file share or something like that. Um, If I have like a need for something that tends to draw my focus a lot, uh, a lot more, a lot sooner than kind of the other stuff that I just see kind of happening uh, on Twitter or stuff that I find. Um, that's kind of how I earn my focus. And then also kind of just my goals, right? What is it that I want to learn this year or over the next few years? Um, I kind of take stock every so often, like, okay, here's kind of my goals of the stuff I want to learn or stuff I want to get better at. Um, you know, C sharp is one for me. Malware development is another one. Windows internals. 
So that's kind of how I draw my focus is, you know, what I'm interested in, what my goals are, like stuff to learn, and then, you know, what my problems are currently that I need to like help me with my job or, or like, you know, complete an engagement or provide more value to a client, that kind of thing. Yeah, I feel like uh, me having ADHD as a person, having those goals short term and long term are super helpful because I can kind of create a bubble of things that I want to learn, focus on or have as a skill. Um, And so having those in the short term and long term can kind of project where you want to go and what you want to study so that when anything outside of that bubble gets thrown your way, you can put that on the back burner and say, you know, that's not I don't have time for that or that's not currently in my plan or you know, something of that nature to kind of just hone your focus on the things that you know you need to get done versus, you know, things that come up along the way. And sometimes there's things that come up that are necessary for you to learn in order to learn something that's on your, you know, your learning path. Um, So that's been super helpful for me because in the short term, I wanted to learn how to code. And, um, you know, to Darius's point, just get down in the trenches and do it was really helpful in completing that goal for me. Yeah. What about you, Darius? How do you uh, uh, focus your your itinerary of massive amounts of things to do? So very similar. You know, I use Microsoft to do. So I just have this huge to do list of <laughs> things and eventually I check them off. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, to your point, um, I think you hit the nail on the head of naturally, you know, following the things that you're interested in. And I think that's one thing for me. Um, super helpful is I, I kind of have this belief that we all naturally will gravitate towards getting the things that we truly want done. And so for that point, you know, I've, yeah. I've talked with people who are trying to break into the industry or trying to, you know, shift, make this shift in their career. And it's, and it's like, Oh, I need to learn this thing. And one of the things, sometimes one of the things I'll notice is you don't, doesn't seem like you really enjoy this thing that you're trying to force yourself to learn. Yeah. And if you don't enjoy it, you know, it's just going to make it painful. So I definitely think, you know, it's important to gravitate towards the things that you enjoy. Um, If you enjoy, you know, windows internals and all that other stuff, you're, you're going to get so much further because it's what you actually enjoy versus, you know, if you hate web development, banging your head over and over again, trying to learn, you know, react or every single JavaScript frame, you know, newer JavaScript framework that's out there, you're going to have a bad time and you're just going to shoot. Yep. I feel like you're, you're doing yourself a disservice in the long yep. run. So I do think it's important to kind of make sure, you you know, the reason why you're doing something, the why is extremely important. Um, not a yeah. lot to go a lot of times push you to actually get things done. Yeah. And if you can, if you can marry what you like doing or what you're interested in with things that can help you with your job and also provide like value to, you know, your employers, your clients or your boss, your team, stuff like that. That is a, a really good recipe for not only like being successful and like learning better and getting better at your craft, but overall just being more fulfilled, right? You know, people are happiest when they're doing what they want to do. So yeah, to your point, you know, to to sharpen your sword as a pen tester, you know, focus on things that you enjoy. Yeah, I think it's also important to focus on things that you don't know about as well, the unknown, or even sometimes things that you used to struggle with that you might not anymore. Um, speaking as a testament in college, when I took my first coding class, uh, I ripped the book in half, I burned it, I hated it. Coding was not easy. I didn't want to learn to do it. My teacher was bad. And then, you know, recently, you know, coding is a skill that I need to have in order to write tools and help me with my job. 
Um, and so I was like, you know, let me, let me try this again and had a much better experience. And coding has actually been something that I really enjoy um, and is now very applicable to me. And, uh, you know, like when I have downtime, it's just something that I can enjoy doing. So, you know, just, just maybe retrying old things or things that you might not be interested in, you know, it might, yeah, might keeping, end up helping you a lot. Keeping an open mind, right? You know, if it was something that you had a bad experience with in the past or something you traditionally would write off, you know, keeping an open mind is, is important as well, right? Because, you know, me being a Windows guy, Active Directory, internal pen testing, red teaming, sim breach, all la la la. Um, I still need to keep an open mind for things like web application pen testing or, you know, other disciplines in pen testing uh, to be able to provide more value, to expand my skill set, um, you know, and expertise. So, yeah, definitely keeping an open mind, um, you know, can help you stay sharp and, and kind of improve the the muscle, the muscles in kind of uh, energy required to keep pace with things. So I guess one of the last things I kind of want to talk about before we wrap things up is I think the importance of um, community. I think that is one of the, and I said it earlier, but I think that's one of the mm-hmm. newer ways I've, you know, it seems obvious, but it finally just clicked of how do you sharpen your, you know, your toolkit? Well, it's by participating in communities, whether it's your, you know, maybe your teaching, because one of the best ways to make sure that you, you know, you really know your stuff is if you can teach yep. others or whether it's, you know, Spencer, you do this a lot. It's, you know, contributing to open source projects and like building things for the community that right there, I think it's another helpful way, uh, you know, helpful thing, even if it's as simple as, you know, participating in Twitter discussions and discords and things of that nature. Yep. So I kind of want to explore that a little bit before. Yeah. And, you know, even as simple, like if you are learning to code, right, contributing to an open source project for that language that you're trying to learn, even if it's just something small, like a bug fix or something like, hey, found this, you know, error here, or found this bug here and, and fixed it for you. Or, um, you know, contributing in other ways to the to the open source project. Um, one of my favorite ways that's community based is uh, CTFs slash like specifically holiday hack. I think holiday hack is one of the best community events um, ever, right? There's a few like really, really popular community events um, and holiday hack challenge is I think one of the best, right? It's an interesting story and Ed Scotus and his team always do a really good job with the game and the lore and the story. And it's just like fun and whimsical and it's like very stress-free. It's very beginner friendly um, so I always recommend people taking a look at Holiday Hack Challenge. Uh, it's it's a gamified CTF, but it's awesome. It's really well done. And the community is great. I don't think I've ever seen anyone uh, be negative in like the Sans uh, Holiday Hack Discord or anything like that. Um, it's really great. Um, so that's one that I would recommend looking at from a compu- community perspective, uh, as well as contributing to open source. But CTFs, especially something like Holiday Hack, is just... It's awesome. Yeah. And I think a big thing to go into the community aspect is do not be afraid to be ignorant to some topics and just not know things. I think a lot of people do themselves a disservice because they're scared to ask questions. Um, That's something that I have not been scared to do. I feel like I ask a million questions to Spencer, Darius, Brad, everybody on our team gets probably, you know, 10 to 12 messages a week from me. Just like, hey, can you take a look at this? Hey, can you help explain this to me? Um, So utilizing the people around you is huge for community too, coworkers or people that have been there longer than you that might have more experience than you. Um, you know, don't be, don't be afraid to, you know, yeah. ask questions. Yeah. Cause 
we all stand on the shoulders of giants, you know, that, that, that phrase, um, and the stuff that we've learned, we've learned from someone else or from some other place. And so passing it, you know, paying it forward and passing that on is, is a big part of that. But, you know, to echo your point, Tyler. And I guess like the last thing I'll say is just yeah, get involved. There's a million ways to do it. You know, get involved in your local ISSA chapter or OWASP chapter or InfraGuard, um, you know, just anything that's local or, di- or you know, digital, whatever works for you. But I do think it's important that you get involved at least yeah, or, in the community. Yeah, present at a conference or make some videos or write a blog post or share your own tools. Um, all those things are going to help you sharpen your your mental acuity you know your your technical aptitudes your skill set and and everything in between i wish i had thought about this beforehand because this would be a great segue to be like so you can join our community you can join our discord <laughs> hey maybe maybe we need a public discord i don't know hey anything's possible i mean that's that's the cool thing to do nowadays is to have a discord so maybe after okay. this call we'll create a yeah we should we should make a discord for uh for everybody. A public discord <laughs> and then we're gonna have t-shirts and and maybe we'll have a conference at one point <laughs> yeah why don't we already have merch like we're missing out <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean we have our own merch that, that i created for us last year um that is very near and dear to my heart uh um, but yeah we you know maybe the next conference we go to we can have some swag to give away or something yeah that'd be awesome Cool. So uh, that's our that's our episode. Hopefully, this was helpful to you uh, as pen testers, uh, hackers, red teamers who are trying to sharpen your skills. Um, kind of hear from us who've been kind of doing it for a few years of what we do, what works for us, what we think uh, is helpful for us, and hopefully that's helpful to you in some way. So uh, yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, we would love it if you would rate it or like it, share it with your community, share it on LinkedIn or Twitter or whatever. Um, Help us get the word out uh, about the good word. Uh, you can find us at offsec.blog and at secureit360.com. We have new episodes every Wednesday. Yeah, that's it. We'll see you next time.